<laughs> That's enough out of you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pod Charles Finnecast. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. I'm your host, Jonathan Holster. With me every week is... Uh, Ariana Nancy Putri. Hello. My daughter. <laughs> Hi, yeah. Dad. Hello. Um, we're back on location again this week. Uh-huh. Um, we never left. We never left, no. This we're is, recording uh, this back to back. Yeah. Just more Steve. Just more cat, Steve. Steve not is purring. still chilling with us. Yeah. Um, this is behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Just doubling up on you. Yep. Recording two right back to back. Back to back because we are busy people. Yep. As usual, <laughs> we tend to record this what feels like in two halves where it's yeah. me and Ari talking about what's on in the program each and, and every week. And then the second half tends to be our An guest interview. interview. So yeah, um, this week's interview went a little bit longer than we thought it would and, and also it was so much fun though. yeah it was fun but it also reco- uh, included one of the films of the week yeah so we figured hey we can go a little bit shorter on our end yeah and then just give more room, give more room for the interview so that's what we're doing yeah what's the film this week it's beyond the black rainbow yeah directed by panos cosmatos who did mandy so yeah later we're gonna have sam on yeah we'll be talking about little beyond the black sam rainbow awesome. We'll also talk about a little, bit, a little bit about Mandy. Yeah. And we'll talk to Sam Elson, who's um, one of our managers here. Yep. So it's our first manager. Woo! My word. We're moving around the stuff. Yeah. We'll be good to have like a, a different perspective. Yeah. Someone who's not like... going to talk about how they fight over um, films, watching, movies, yeah. watching films and stuff. So yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all we do. Yeah. So uh, how, how's things going with you? Things are, things are, things are okay. How's it, how's it uh, being out of uni? <laughs> Um, have you been working on your film Popcorn at all? Yes. You and Tamir were we've talking about writing, that last yeah. week. Yeah. We've yeah. been writing a lot. Um, as we record this, I think we've gotten through the first act because mm. we planned it. Obviously, like when you write anything, you plan it out. It's just, I think it was just trying to hard to find time for all of us to sit down and write together. But by the time this episode comes out, we would have probably written a first draft, hopefully. Nice. Cool. And, um, How are you, I, yeah, I just want to know if can I be in popcorn? Oh my gosh, yeah. Like I only want to be in it if I get killed in the most That's what like, we're saying. brutal way possible. That's what we were thinking. Like we get people that work at the cinema to play the customers. Nice. And yeah. that'll save me money casting people. Yeah. I'm I'm down for it. I mean, I don't I don't think it'll save you any money. I mean my yeah, no. my asking price is uh, about two thousand dollars a minute. So. Oh, is this for your visa? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> visa watch. Visa How's watch. it going on your visa watch? Oh god. Um we'll we'll see. I'm like fresh out of uni and I kinda wanna decompress a little bit. Yeah. Just to be like, okay, I need to take a yeah. quick break. Maybe just go in to watch the few films, write a few things, and then I'll be back on the job hunt. It's interesting because mm-hmm. I've been spending the last two years and a bit, um, well, I guess two and a half years, decompressing <laughs> from my last visa that I did. And um, my bank account's also decompressing. Woo! <laughs> so uh, it's it's a bit uh, fun that I have to spew out loads of money for the basically the exact same thing. But oh. this time I can stay for longer. But I do have to take the really fun and oh, interesting life in the UK, in the UK test, which apparently... Not even normal British citizens can pass um, or know most funny. of the questions. No, they could pass it, but yeah. I mean, like, Do it's just questions are really dumb. Not yet, and okay. I need to order it. Once you order it, will you lend it to me once you've done it so I can do the test? Oh, yeah. That you have to I do see. it as well? I mean, if I, <laughs> if, if I get the visa that I want and stay for a few more years and then okay. get that. Yeah, so. okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We'll, Don't worry. We'll pass, these, the uh, we'll pass these textbooks around. This has been Visa Watch. 
I'm glad that um, Visa Watch is going to be a thing that yeah. I can uh, moan about yeah. to people. Let's openly talk about our immigration <laughs> status. <laughs> I'll let you guys recording know how it goes. devices and put it out on the internet. Yeah. I'm so too proud to ask for money, but um, God, I wish I could just win some money. I know. It'd be so easy. Dude, are you kidding? Yeah. Uh, we have a fun week coming up this week. It's Friday the 14th Woo! of June. Hello, hello. I'm so excited about this week. You know, the pick of the week, really, yeah. the main pick of the week is Beyond Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow. Mm. Um. There's a double feature of Mandy and the Beyond, Beyond the Black Rainbow coming up in the week as well, which is going to be cool. And I thought I was going to mention this, but that day with that double bill, there's also another double bill. What is that? Call me by your name and stop making sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's all about that peach scene. All about that peach. All about that Chalamet. <laughs> oh my God. I've okay, um, If you go to the bar at the PCC, um, at a certain angle where you stand at the bar, you can see one of our like signs um, for iced tea and I've renamed our peach iced tea. Ice Timothy Chalamet. Oh, nice. That's, uh, is that Ollie's signature drink? You know, his, <laughs> yeah. did you know he created that, he brought really? that recipe to the cinema, oh the my peach gosh. tea. Yeah. So shout out to shout Oliver Yule Smith, a lovely An boy icon. who have the best, uh, the best secret the best handshake boy. with. Um, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. But yeah, this, you know, double features really, uh, it's, it's, we've gotten a really good response. Yeah. People love it. it. People I love it. Year. And it's uh, thanks to the Lighthouse Cinema in Dublin that mm. came out with the idea. Um, so yeah, mixing Call Me By Your Name with, with Stop Making Sense, yeah. which is arguably one of the best concert films ever made. Yes. Um, and it's perfectly paired because it's kind of like the music yeah. that um, Elio, wears Elio would have been like shirt. well into. Yeah, That was so. somebody, um, somebody said that at work the other day. I was like, why is this a double bill? Is it because he wears a Talking Heads t-shirt in the film? And I was like, could be it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um this week also many exciting things okay we're showing like three of my favorite movies this week and so i'm just really really excited all go the ahead time. And just rail them off um so we are showing adaptation mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite films ever because i'm obsessed with charlie kaufman and spike jones um we are also showing oh we're showing the departed this week we're showing um, yeah. adaptation and the departed in the same week so if you recall earlier on in our I'd say podcast season. We yeah. were talking about that. So Episode yeah. three with Ed. If you want to listen back Mannion, to that. If you go back, yeah. you can listen to us talk in length about. Or, or try to listen to yeah. us. Yeah. Forgive our levels. We were, new. <laughs> we were new at it. We're better now. Yeah. And then. Um, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Jamie. Um, <laughs> but we are also showing one of my all time, all time favorite films by my one of my all time favorite directors. We're showing Starship Troopers. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm really excited for it too because. I love Paul Verhoeven. I kind of, so I kind of want to like, I might come in to watch it possibly because I've not seen it in a long, long, really? long, long time because I always miss it every time we show it. The last time I watched um, it was when we showed um, the mm. Paul Verhoeven Triple Bill. Oh yeah, yeah. Which was yeah. sick. With Robocop and yeah. uh, Total Recall. Yeah. yeah. Starship Troopers is really fun though. It's like. It's so much fun. I don't know. It's such a good satire film. It is. Like, uh, and just, I think the people that don't like it completely miss the point. Yeah. Like they don't realize that, oh, they're taking the piss. That's yeah. why they all have Argentinian names, but they're all white actors. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a funny one because it's like, uh, it's, I think for Verhoeven mm-hmm. and for people who are Verhoeven fans and, yeah. and uh, see it this way, they think it's like, you know, the best sort it of is. like in your yeah. face to fascism. Yeah. 
Whereas some people think it's like, it's like glorifying yeah, it, which like is really strange. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, are they making fun of Nazi propaganda or making more? No, yeah, like, they're definitely making fun of it. They're making fun of it. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Um, I often get a lot of shit for liking this film because I think Denise Richards is really good. At- wow, man. <laughs> no, I. I think she's good. I think like, she's gorgeous in this. Yeah. And I think she's really good in this. But also Dina Meyer is the one mm. in this film. And what about Casper Van um Van Dien? Yeah. And then Jake Busey. And, Gary uh, Busey's son. Oh my god, right. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. And Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, what a cast. What it's a, cast. a crazy cast. Yeah. Um I remember I was when I was young. I did see it eventually, but my parents were kind of like, you can't watch this film, it's which is really weird yeah. because I got away with watching so much stuff, yeah. but I don't know why that film was Is it was because sort of, of the boobs? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those like, you know, late night films that yeah. you would just catch on HBO or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. or Cinemax or something, but yeah, Skinemax. <laughs> Skinemax. My um, Twitter yeah. header for a very long time was um, Carmen Ibanez from this film. So it was Denise Richards standing mm. in front of a planet. And I was like, yeah, this is nice. my aesthetic. So you do like this film a lot i really like this yeah. I, really, I love this film um another really cool film this week on saturday morning is the iron giant oh my gosh yeah i absolutely love Shout this film brad bird yeah brad bird's uh was it his first film i think so i think yeah. this might have been his debut um absolutely amazing lovely mm-hmm. film it's heart wrenching yeah it's uh i think shown on 35 millimeter and also really? in celebration of his 20th anniversary and there's kids tickets available hey. so if you liked it and you have some young ones when you were a little bit younger, you can introduce your young ones to, to it one. for a cheaper, reduced price. Um, but yeah, uh, Iron Giant's so fun. I haven't seen that in a long time either. Me neither. Uh, another film I need to rewatch. Yeah. Because um, I liked it a lot growing up. And I think it's one of those that just, you know, stands the test of time a little mm-hmm. bit. Like it's one of those films that even as an adult, you're just going to love it. Yeah. It's really fun. But another uh, pick that we have this week that um, we think people should be into and ah, coming out to see is a, that we're getting it right. Yeah, a uh, Martin Scorsese film. Yep. Last week we had Goodfellas, but this yeah. week we've got Rolling Thunder Review, starring Bob Dylan. Yeah, this this um, is the concert film, right? Yeah, it's yeah. based on his uh, Rolling Thunder Review uh, tour. Yeah. This is the Martin Scorsese documentary yeah. of this film yeah this concert tour basically that um has a lot of footage i believe and it's also going to have some behind the scenes sort of stuff where they talk about the tour and stuff Mm -hmm. but also it was i think sort of a part of martin scorsese's deal with netflix that he got him the irishman so it will probably be amazing yeah because uh scorsese does all the best music documentaries i mean the last waltz and he's such a good like I mean, he's such a fan. We I used to have a joke with my dad that he mm-hmm. had all these people like the band and um, especially the Stones because yeah, the yeah, Stones yeah, yeah. are always in his films. Like I've seen that. He's yeah. so my dad was like you know number one on Scorsese's speed dial was uh, uh, Mick Jagger. Jagger yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like hey Mick, can I, I can, know, I, use your, uh, can I use can your can I use your song? Yeah, Street Fighting Man, please. And he's like no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of I love the idea that Scorsese's working with Netflix because he's just getting with the times but also yeah. there is a certain music documentary that i hope lots of people know that scorsese is in for a little bit mm. that's one direction this is us because, is he yeah because oh, he takes that. his um uh, his niece i think yeah to the show and like he like takes her to meet them and everything it was like at madison square garden i just went oh my god these are yeah. two worlds i would never thought collide that's, for me and i was like this is a, this it's is a little bit like uh larry david showing up on hannah montana <laughs> yeah like i yeah. I, and then like, Larry and then yeah. Miley Cyrus being the musical guest when Larry David hosted. Yeah. <laughs> like I uh 
have not seen that episode, but I've seen I that just episode many times. Well, I was also like, yeah, way too old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> Hannah Montana. I'm right in her demographic. Yeah. She also has a new album, but it was hard to uh, ignore Hannah Montana when it was a thing back yeah. then because it was like everywhere, everywhere, yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. I remember reading that that Larry, Larry David was on Hannah Montana. I was like, what? So I looked it up, and it was just like, yeah. He, his daughter was a fan, so he took his daughter and they were in the episode. So weird. Like when worlds collide sort yeah, of thing. When worlds collide and yeah. we have, you know, like privilege. <laughs> yeah. So um, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up this yeah. week. Like we said, uh, you can get your tickets at theprincecharlescinema.com. Mm-hmm. Um, noticeably absent this week is our user feedback, the listener feedback segment. Um, Why is that? I wonder. Yeah, it's because we're recording, recording this ahead of time. Ahead of time. Yeah. And if we get any user feedback that we want to pepper in, we will yeah, pepper it in. We will splice it in. Hello, hello, hello. Who dis? It's me, you idiot. It's future John. The one who said that they would actually splice in the user feedback segment. Because you and Ari, what a couple of numpties you were. You thought it would be a good idea to record ahead of time. You didn't even have any user feedback. Well, anyway, here it goes. Peter Pinto de Sa. He tweeted out and said, shout out to the PCC podcast team. Love the show. On a train catching up to the last couple of episodes. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for listening. Also, our pal Claire, she tweeted in last week that said that she was going to go watch Thunder Road on her recommendation. And she did. And apparently she seemed to really love it. So you can check out her full review of Thunder Road. It's on the PCC podcast Twitter feed. We retweeted her tweet. So thanks for watching it, Claire. And we're glad that you enjoyed it. Also, we had Oh Hi Jamie tweet us in this week. Uh, his handle is at Jamie T number one. He said, episode five reignited my love of bagels. Think I'm going to go to the shops now and get some while I listen to episode six. That sounds like a great time, Jamie, and I'm really glad that you enjoyed our bagel segment. And hopefully you actually did go get some bagels. And yeah, hopefully it was a good time. Also, we had Malcolm tweet us in again this week. You can find Malcolm at Waika on Twitter. He said, well done on episode five. You're starting to find your stride now. If you all enjoy Ghost World, I can't wait to see what you think about Booksmart. I think he can find a home at the PCC. And I can't get used to Bross rhyming with Rose McGowan. Well, sorry, it's bros now. Uh, but yeah, anyway, about Booksmart, I haven't seen it. I know Ari has, and I believe she loved it. I hope I can see Booksmart soon. And if I do, then we'll talk about it soon. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for tweeting in, Malcolm. And that about wraps it up for user feedback, the listener feedback segment. Thanks to everyone who's been tweeting in at the PCC Podcast on Twitter. And also, remember, you can always email us at podcast at princecharlescinema.com. Uh, we love getting your comments and suggestions, so keep them coming. Back to John and Harry. We do have a really, really good long interview with Sam Elson. Yep. Uh, coming up it's a lot of fun it's really fun we had a lot of really really like important spots about you know everything everything yeah everything filmmaking film school yeah um i will uh, actually for sam's benefit and my benefit and ari's benefit um i told sam that i will say this ahead of time Mm -hmm. do not get angry at us because we didn't mention beyond the black rainbow score Mm -hmm. uh nor do we mention mandy's score score, which Um, is also brilliant yeah so we were, we were we, pressed for time. We're very okay. sorry. Uh, we didn't mean to forget it. Uh, it's a very amazing score. It is surely in our By mind. Jeremy Schmidt of mm-hmm. Sonoa Caves and uh, Black Mountain. Uh, 
yeah apologies that we didn't mention it <laughs> so we were cut, yeah. we were pressed for time yeah and we were just really into a lot of other fun stuff that yep. was going on in that interview so mm-hmm. the interview is coming up now so stay tuned stay tuned all right all right all right welcome back to the pod charles cinecast hey, hey, hey. today's guest my word it's our first manager it's our first duty manager mr sam ellison sam ellison yo <laughs> what's up does is me going first does that mean i'm the best or do you like i'm an opener yeah you're the I best and you're the opener <laughs> yeah i don't know it happened to be in that intersection yeah I mean, technically, I could be a manager too, so I could yeah. be first. What do you even do here? <laughs> Speaking man- of, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every episode I have to explain what yeah. I actually do here because no one knows. And I don't even know. John <laughs> owns things. Stings, you know. <laughs> Sam's coming in and he's got like a really cool t shirt on. Yeah. It says, My Imaginary Friends on it. And it's, it um, says, My Imaginary Friends Think I'm Cool. Yeah. And it's got a lot of cool cryptoids and aliens and uh, unicorns and. A boy, a who I think it's king. supposed to be Sam, and um, and an eyeball in a hand. But I That's think he's, a girl. he's getting ready, I think. I think, for what we're about to talk to in a little bit. Mm. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. Sam, um, yeah, let's just talk about you a little bit. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Sam, what do you actually do here? Yeah, what would you say Yeah, do here? What do I do? I do here, I do, um, I'm mostly just like, watching you know watching other people um making sure that things are done you make it sound so creepy (laughs) (laughs) i'm just creeping i i only wear cool t-shirts um that's according to myself but this is my favorite i wore it today because it makes me feel powerful yeah sorry um to answer your question i won't i'll be professional uh i um you know do the fire stuff and the Health and safety. Uh, sometimes train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Sam's our training manager. Yeah, yeah. Sam trained me. Um, <laughs> funny enough, yeah. he took that position off of me, yeah. which I am very happy for because oh, okay. it was. I thought we were going to hash kind of out stressful. some beef. <laughs> oh no, no. Wait. I I pick Sam oh, okay. uh, to be someone who can step in when mm-hmm. I couldn't do it, and then he's just started getting more and more into it, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, Sam should just do it. Because I was working less and less downstairs, and it just made no sense for me to do it. John had big plans. Yeah. Yeah. This right here. This podcast. There you go. I needed some time. (laughs) Sam, um, where are you from originally? Uh, Originally, like all of us, I came from my mum. And then just, you know, worked it out, you know. Like, you're told that. You're never quite sure, Mm -hmm. you know. They're like, this is your mum. You know, like, and you're like, well, she's been here since since early on. I can't remember the exact start. Sometimes you just know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, West Sussex, Crawley, and then moved towards the sea. Um, I lived all around the coast, a little bit around Brighton, Eastbourne. I didn't live in Brighton, but you say Brighton because people yeah. don't know Eastbourne and mm-hmm. Howsham. Shout out to Heathfield. That's where I spent ten years of my life. Small town. Heathfield. Small town vibes. I don't know any of these places. No. I know Brighton. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know where Brighton is. I've I know heard where of Crawley. Eastbourne is. I know where Sussex is. Yeah. 
Crawley is right next to Gatwick. Yeah, that's oh, what I okay. thought. I thought so. Yeah, I know what that is too. And it, Southwise, and it pains me every time they say London Gatwick. It's like, yeah, dude, no. that's not London. It's, it's Crawley Gatwick, Gatwick, bro. <laughs> it's Crawley, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shout out if you're from Crawley, just hit us up. Hey. Just let Sam know you're one, of, you're one of his boys. On yeah, man. And if you went to uh, if you went to any of those. Um, shoddy Catholic schools around that area as well. Hit me up because I probably know you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm always looking for friends. Um, imaginary oh, friends. Yeah, imaginary friends. Sam is going to start a, you know, former Catholic school podcast network. Yeah, yeah. man. I think, there's, I think there's like a market there that hasn't been tapped it's yet. A, yeah, like, honestly. Well, yeah. We hope they haven't been tapped yet. Yeah. Actually, God, maybe I should edit this bit out that so that no one knows <laughs> about it, and then you can keep it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to go into that. You know, I don't want to bring the vibes down <laughs> <laughs> this early in the morning. All right. Well, we'll get the vibes going better. Mm-hmm. Um, what got you into films? Are you into films oh, actually, or do God. you just work here? Yeah, you're just one of those people that's like, I'm just no, I'm, I'm just heavy. here for money. I'm heavy on the film. On the film vibe. Yeah, I love films, stories, any story, but film obviously is one of the greatest ways of telling a story. It's all encompassing. Um, and what got me into films, uh, being an only child, I think, and, you know, having a mum who works full time mm-hmm. and, you know, she put a film on, as you do, like get that, you know, get that time to run down, two, three hours. And so it was early Disney films, the mm-hmm. escapism of of, um, of yeah early animation and stuff like that. Aladdin. Aladdin. Praise yeah. be Aladdin. Praise Shout be out Aladdin. Tommy Wiseau. That's his favorite song. That's his favorite <laughs> song. Oh my so. god! Right. So um, you're gonna I tell think, the story. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Go ahead. Edit it out. No, but um, it was room week and it was a Q and A before the room started, and then um, for some reason we went downstairs. And then the question well, that we for came the in, gold. Oh yeah, that was for on the gold. Stage, yeah, yeah. So we went in. Um, Tommy was on stage. He's answering a question. The question that was just asked was, "Hey, Tommy, what's your favorite song?" Greg said something super basic, like a Black no, Sabbath song. Yeah. And then Tommy was like, "Aladdin." And then Sam and I just lose it. We walk out of the cinema, just going, "No, no, 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 it's done, it's done." But we're like, "Which song? Aladdin yeah. isn't a song. It's a film." <laughs> yeah. And shout out Tommy. Shout out Tommy. I love Tommy and. Mm. Um, like you know i love his q and a's yeah he's incredible i do have designs and i mentioned this Mm -hmm. in the episode with ed that uh i want to do like a full-blown like room episode Mm -hmm. and i'll just bring back all the people who've been on whoever wants to talk about tommy have funny stories and it'll just be like from our perspective what we go through during room week yeah because i think that'll be very interesting yeah. And then maybe another room episode where it's like we talk about the talk room. about the room, mm-hmm. talk about try to get Tommy on. Yeah, gosh, that'll be fun. Yeah, and Tommy's message is all about love. So yeah, yeah. You know, spreading good, love. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. Is uh, angry door, happy door. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was this year. Yeah, this year's he's team. got two doors. What Wait. was like a film that your mum introduced you to that kind of stayed with you? Well, look, I'm a crier, mm. so. Like when you say that, I rem- I remember all the times that you know we were cradling each other, crying mm-hmm. for for some film. Aww. You know, I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, so like, 
uh, Land Before Time, you know, those yeah. kind of stuff. Like, you know, anything where the mum dies, Dumbo, Bambi, mm. spoiler alert. <laughs> um, those those ones got Bambi. me. Then, you know, when you're older, it's like, you know, Meet Joe Black, I don't know, mm. like films like that. Like I used to enjoy it. She loves films and I used to enjoy like watching watching films with her. Um, but what is she, you know, she got me into the kind of uh, the stereotypical kind of uh, Hollywood mm. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I'm more, you know, we're, we're artsy now. Mm. We pay money to go artsy. <laughs> artsy now. Yeah. Artsy boy. You uh, ended up going to film school, right? I believe your name was dropped mm-hmm, on Tamsin's yeah. episode, right? Yeah. You went to the same uni as Tamsin. Yeah. And Phil and, and Faye. Faye. Everyone who Everyone. goes here, look basically. at me now, <laughs> sixty grand in debt, and uh, yeah, can barely afford to start paying that off. So uh, yeah, no, I, I've, I went to film school and still, I would argue occasionally work in film, although I haven't yeah, done it. Yeah, you were doing a, a bunch of like gripping and stuff and uh, running, running and all that. Yeah, all that, all mm-hmm. that, um, all those really important roles that get undervalued yeah. oh yeah definitely i mean those people undervalued and underpaid keep things going yeah <laughs> like no and one it, i think people who don't know about like actual how yeah. films are made they they have the basis of like oh a director a writer a producer you know actors but they don't think about the people who are like yeah keeping everything afloat the real heroes beneath, are the you know? yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, and all that money's well spent, obviously, because yeah. then you just go into an entry-level job that you could have gone into even without a degree. But, hey, you got a degree, so, you know, you're important. Mm. No one you're can special. take that away from you. No. no, although I've lost it, so I don't know. You lost Maybe it. Someone, the physical <laughs> diploma. Someone Maybe actually someone did took take it. Away. it. <laughs> they came uh, and repossessed it. You've not used this to its fullest ability. You didn't yeah. put it in a frame, so we're going to uh, take it back. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and I hate on a... I hate on a I hate on that a little bit, the um, the whole Westminster thing, only because um, just because of specifically what I wanted to do, and it wasn't catered for that, and I, it, mm. there was no like disclaimer beforehand that you mm. can't write and direct. So you know there was a lot. I had a lot of beef there, um, not not serious, but just like just um, I felt very constricted. I felt like they mm. sucked a lot of the inspiration out of me. They mm. sucked a lot of like some of the real like positive energy that I had before I went in there, you know, I was writing all the time and then gradually, you know, they, they will that down. And as I said, they split you up. So if you're looking to write and direct, don't go to Westminster because they don't like that. They also, if you're going to do advanced screenwriting and stuff like that, mm. don't apply any of that to the work that you're doing. Cause all of that is structured around feature writing yeah. and none of it is around short yeah. film writing. Go so, to an actual screenwriting course. Is what I've learned. In the yeah, process. and that'll help you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then also know that the short film market and what you know and what you're what you're making, um, which which as far as I know is short films in in all universities. Um, do what feels instinctual. Do what feels right. You know, do do a scene uh, from a larger piece or do something that feels right. I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of us and other people that I know were pushed into you know, squashing a feature formula into a short mm-hmm. film, which doesn't make sense. Yeah. And and you end up with a with a final product which is a little bit um a little bit hammed because of it. Saying that, 
you know, lots of people did great work. So yeah, so, yeah I think it's just I don't know. There's something about like because I feel similar in that way of institutionalized teachings of arts. I mm -hmm. feel like can be not for everyone. Because there are going to be people who have their own idea of things. And I'm one of those people where I've like when I was taking art in school and stuff, it was just like I wanted to do my own thing. But there was always people putting a roadblock up kind of like, oh, you need to learn all the rules and stuff before you can apply your own little method and stuff. And I'm just like, well, that's kind of stifling my creativity yeah. because you're basically making me like copy other people's stuff. It's that whole thing of them like, yeah, you need to learn the rules to break them. But at the same time the thing about the thing that i've learned now sort of coming to the end of my journey at film school is that yeah sometimes you just have to do stuff to hit the mark to sort of you know yeah. get that grade but at the same time i've learned to separate between this is my work getting the grade and this is my work for for me yeah, or my yeah. work to put out which is good to just yeah. do your own thing yeah. yeah exactly and that's you know and that's a that's a problem because because arguably education shouldn't be about that it should be about inspiring people yeah, yeah. you know learning is a two-way process and there's lots of problems with institution institutionalized education that said you know learning discipline and learning mm -hmm. learning the craft um is 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 a great thing so yeah, yeah you yeah. should you should also do that but you know like like the examples we've given um sometimes it can kill your creativity yeah, yeah. Well, how did you uh, come across the Prince Charles cinema? Uh, Faye. Faye. Mm, yeah. Faye, Faye worked here, yeah. yeah. So, I knew uh, that. The yeah. listeners don't. They yeah. don't. So Faye, yeah. um, who runs stuff around here, uh, she is my fiance. Shout out to Faye. Shout out, Faye. Shout out, Faye. Um, Shout out fiance. Congratulations. She's yeah, too busy. Congrats, She's <laughs> <a girl>. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so she worked here and then she kind of said, oh, look, there's a place which shows stuff that you're going to like. So I just started coming. I think I watched Fight Club. and um, Classic. Yeah, terrible print of Fight Club. And, uh, <laughs> no, the, yeah, not that we – yeah, anyway, we'll, we can get into that if you want. Like it's a terrible print because uh, projectionists are stealing splices from it, which is very ironic. Right? Yeah, it's very – yeah, 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 no, it's very It Fight comes Club. to us like that. Disclaimer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started coming, and I think we, you, we were showing a, a Pressburger film as well, and I love Powell and Pressburger, and I was like, oh my god, this place is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and then and then I was working in film, and the money's so irregular, mm -hmm. and everything's um, yeah, everything's you you kind of very stressed when you're working freelance, obviously, because you don't know when the next job's coming. So it was very nice to have like a a side job um, and then gradually got more and more responsibility. So ended up working freelance less and working at the cinema more. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I love it. Like I love, I love, I love this place. This yeah. place is a, is an institution. Yeah. It's mm. glorious. And sometimes you get lost, like working here, you get a little bit lost in the, Sauce. The, yeah, the sauce, <laughs> and you have to remember that you know that this place is is making dreams come true for a lot of artists. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I think with any job, you can get like really bogged down with mm -hmm. like the day to day Routine. monotony yeah. of things. But yeah. sometimes I get really stressed, and I'm just like, I have like the best job. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the greatest job. Like I can't even, I can't complain. 
and I just need to like reflect on like, holy crap, I'm so lucky. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice little yeah. respite considering how crazy it's, London can get. Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing in the yeah. film industry. I think is like you're working on you're working on this stuff, and sometimes it becomes like a job. You know, yeah, like I was yeah, working yeah. in the office sometimes on some of these projects, and you know, you're not on set, you're not seeing what the crew are doing, um, you're missing a lot of the the action. You kind of get bogged down thinking like this is a proper office job. You mm -hmm. know, I'm bored. You know, I don't want to be photocopying dailies i don't want to be you know doing this stuff and then you know and you know i remember a couple of times you know heading on set or or you know the producer or director coming into the production office and like just basically laying it all out you know because that's that's sometimes where they where they can release a lot of tension like they've they've built up on set and, you know listening to some of the some of them almost break down uh is kind of inspiring you know because it's like they're throwing their their heart they're throwing yeah. everything they own they're putting their reputation on the line they're, they've got all these investors and everything and they're, you know and they're so stressed and you know that, it puts yeah. things into perspective a yeah, little bit yeah. i think it's like, that whole thing is um the worst day on a film set is still the best day anywhere else yeah like there's nothing like it like, <laughs> that is absolutely true yeah and that makes me like i, I can't wait to get back uh i think i'm gonna go and work freelance again like i nice. miss it and yeah. the writing isn't, yeah. isn't paying off, so it's time to go back. So you're doing some writing in your spare time and stuff, still yeah. sort of screenwriting? And writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I stopped working freelance a couple of years ago to to write a feature. I wrote a feature and then uh, and I've wrote some shorts since. Um, uh, but nothing – it's hard. I think I'm a little bit down – like I'm a little bit hard on myself and there's nothing uh, – Nothing I'd want to like put my name to. There's one short that which I would make, which is a very like personal passion project. But um, but I lack some of the skills in order to get it done, and trusting someone else to get it done is a is a tough thing. Mm. But yeah. um, hey, look, if there's anyone out there who who wants to get a short made, if like direct, if you're a director or uh, or a producer or something like that, and you and you want to get a short made, then yeah, like. Send 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 something out. What do what do you what do you do here? Is like there's a an email. Yeah, you can yeah, you can pop email. us an email yeah. at podcast at princecharlescinema dot com or add us on Twitter at the PCC podcast. Yeah, and we can make sure yeah. you yeah. are interested. In okay, cool. Sam so, as a person, sorry, we can sorry get it to, to hijack them. your. Uh, that's, no, no. that's the whole point. <laughs> that's, good, yeah. that's the whole point. Yeah, no, just, this is a way to platform everyone. Yeah. Like who works here. Like that's why I'm asking you about this stuff. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Because then, yeah, I'm. I mean, it's um, it's all pretty much ready to go. It's just uh, it's shot on a beach, and there's a lot of stuff which um, bright and trip. Yeah, <laughs> close. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff which is uh, which not that I don't want to do, but like I know I'm not gonna, I'm not, I know I'm not gonna fulfill those roles like someone who is more producer minded is gonna yeah, do it. Yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to take it and run with it. Uh, but it's all there. It's all set up. A lot of a lot of pre-production has already been done on it, and and yeah, and hopefully that can start a relationship because I've, as I said, I write, I've written probably twenty shorts in the last couple of years that are all halfway developed, um, and yeah, ready to go. I'm writing on something at the moment. Oh, I haven't got it with me. I'm writing uh, something for Faye at the moment. Oh, nice. so I don't yeah. know if she wants me to talk about, but it's very interesting because it's it's uh, female story so it's, oh, nice. it's a very female it's set three different timelines and three different women and 
yeah so she comes to me with this a few months ago and you know me being me i'm like what is this what is this what is this why is this why is this why is this constantly trying to like investigate like who these characters are and stuff and then realizing i know nothing about female history yeah i was Mm. actually going to ask you uh that's interesting because um i would just well i guess we were talking about it actually with uh caroline uh, with Ghost World, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. like we were talking about how two Men guys can women. write yeah. such like good roles for girls and women and stuff, and like how can they get a teenage girl's voice through? Yeah, I think yeah. it's um it's different for everyone. Obviously, for me, it's um I whether it's like self confidence or ego, or whatever, mm. I, mm. or just or you know, hopefully I can explain it. But it's I don't feel too much fear yeah. going mm-hmm. into a female character because. I was raised by women yeah. all mm-hmm. in my life, you know, all in my life. I've, my mom has two sisters and my nan, that's who I, you know, I spent time with women for the whole of my life. So I've had female voices all around. Look, if I'm going to write a killer, if I'm going to write a... a uh, Hospital administrator. Yeah, if I'm going to write like some character where I don't know anything about. Yeah. Um, I mean, murderers are, uh, are hard for me, I think, because... You don't know a murderer? <laughs> I don't know a murderer. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's hard. I think because it's taxing on your mm-hmm. on your brain to kind of think that way. Yeah. Like it's taxing to kind of, but it's it's nice. It's cathartic because you get a lot of release from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but women, um, women are very hard. And I and I this story as well. Uh, a friend of mine, Molly Kitson, shout out Molly, who is a fantastic writer. She's she's amazing. Like I love reading her stuff. She's helping as well. Um, so we're all kind of collaborating together. So, and uh, you know, a lot of times I'm trying not to get in the way, trying mm-hmm. not to bring like, because yeah. I don't, because it's a female story. I don't want to insert you know, yourself in a, yeah, exactly. So I don't want to be, I don't want to be too in the way, but then I'm not so uncomfortable like living yeah. in it. But the problem for me was it's set in 1850. The one of the stories, okay, yeah. the other story is the 16th century. Uh, the other story is modern New York. Free places and times. I'm not obviously I know modern day, but yeah. I don't know New York. So it's like like with anything, you need to do a whole bunch of research. Yeah. So, you know, that's what I'm doing at the moment. And I'm as as I'm researching, everything starts unfolding. When you start hearing stories, women's stories in the eighteen fifties, you know, their property and 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 how they're treated and how they're marginalized and how they're they're not even a citizen you know and how they're how they're how they find valves of uh of ways out how they find ways to be creative ways to to kind of buck the system um is uh buck yeah you like that i like that Uh, that so they yeah so it's it's inspiring it's inspiring like researching this kind of stuff they're just inspiring and yeah powerful i love it women are great girl power Girl, Girl power. power. Yeah, I, I don't want to cut Sam short here, mm, really, because I feel like we can keep going and going yeah. with Sam, but uh, we do have to keep a little bit to time. So um, that kind of actually can really yeah, easily get into our discussion of the film that you chose this week. Sam, just can you based tell us it. what film you chose to talk about this week? I f- the Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah, yeah. there we go. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, well, how, is this a feminist film? Feminist spirit? No, no but it's psychology. Is and this stuff a trick like question? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> Sorry, I went down a black hole. Um, yeah, a bl- what? Ran- black rainbow? Yeah, a big black rainbow hole. 
Beyond the Black Rainbow. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. And, um, but not just for that, Jesus, man. Like, hats off to you guys as well, like, representing uh, the cinema as well, because I think there are so many films that need to be seen on the big screen, and, like, you guys drawing people's attention to it will hopefully spread out a little bit more than, you know, the internet or whatever, you know, whatever we can get more people yeah. uh, to enjoy these kind of films. And one of those kind of films is Beyond the Black Rainbow. Yeah, definitely. Beyond the Black Rainbow, it's uh, basically about a woman who's held in captive in a specialized medical facility. She's got unique abilities, and she seeks a chance to escape her obsessed captor. Set in the strange and oppressive emotional landscape of the year of 1983, Beyond the Black Rainbow is a Reagan-era fever dream inspired by hazy childhood memories of midnight movies and Saturday morning cartoons. Beyond the Black Rainbow is the outlandish feature film debut of writer-director Panos Cosmatos, who... Directed and wrote Mandy. Mandy. There you go, man. Yes. The man behind Mandy. Shout it took Mandy. him 10 years to make Mandy, and he wrote them at the same time. How yeah. about that? That's incredible. And and Beyond the Black Rainbow, like, it's it's... It's all of those things. It's 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 all of those. That's you know that's kind of what's going on in the in the story. But it's it's like, uh, man, if you've done psychedelics, yeah, if you've done uh, or if you've done like psychology or looked into psychology, there's so much in the imagery yeah. that is expressed. I guess the writings of psychology with the use of reflections, with the use of how characters develop. I don't want to give too many spoilers mm-hmm. away, but yeah, you know. I want to limit spoilers in this yeah. particular, just because I think a lot of people wouldn't have seen this film yet. Right. And they would have only known about it because of Mandy and we're yeah. giving it a big week long engagement, uh, engagement like which comes out the, it's from Friday the 14th, which is when this episode will be airing oh, from that for that week. So, yeah. okay. This film is like, it's really crazy. I it's think insane. it is like a film that you need to watch in the cinema. Hundred yeah. percent, man. Yeah. You need to get your ass out of your TV. Yeah. And I know you got some big TVs at home, but the, uh, it's a different experience yeah. entirely. It's a different experience. It's a, it's a communal thing, and I think definitely the same with Mandy. When does are we sh- we're showing the double uh, bill, right? The so double yeah. bill is yeah, on yeah, the fifteenth, yeah. mm-hmm. which is the Saturday. Yeah. That and look, let me let me just throw this in. Let me just say this as a disclaimer: Beyond the Black Rainbow, you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it's a, one it's of these a painful ones. sensory film. Yeah. Like, you get locked it's right into it. It's hard to watch. It's a hard-to-watch film, but I think it's going to be harder to watch if you watch it at home. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, you get really lost in these films. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's also the, the thing that I really wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, the thing about Beyond the Black Rainbow and Mandy, like he said, they were written um, around the same time. They were set in the same yeah, same time. year, 1983. Yeah. 1983, yeah. There's so many parallels between the two, and I just wanted to talk to you guys about that because I think they share a lot of the same character archetypes. Like, like that's like that. why I think doing the double bill is, is a very good thing to do because mm. it's there's a there's almost like a parallel universe come, mm-hmm. c- c- going, thing going on. It feels like um, it feels like Mandy's mirroring Beyond the Black Rainbow, and I watched Mandy first, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So I watched Mandy here. On a Thursday afternoon, about a hundred people in the audience couldn't believe it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, getting people to the cinema during the day is a tough is a tough thing. We have, you know, we have our regulars, but it never usually goes on beyond a uh, certain yes, amount. But yeah. Mandy became like this cult thing. Yeah. yeah. So it was busy on a f- one of the first films that we were showing on a Thursday afternoon. I watched Mandy, and I am just astonished. I'm astonished by. 
by the psychology behind it, by the by the story, obviously by the by the first half, the love story, the psychedelics of it, the way it's shot is beautiful. I'm blown away by these characters. I'm blown away by Jeremiah Sands, mm. who's mm. just one Shut of the up. best characters ever. I've also, ever one seen. of the greatest recording artists of our generation. <laughs> yeah, right. What a great team. <laughs> uh, I'm blown away by by all like obviously Nick Cage, you know. Yeah. just doing stuff and and being directed in a way where the director knows Nick Cage mm-hmm. knows his career mm-hmm. it, and is using that as a device in order to get inside the audience's head and that's so clever Panos Cosmatos is one of is one of the smartest directors even though he's only done two films there's he thinks about every single aspect of the film not just the way it's shot not just how people are performing but also the set design in black rainbow is insane it's yeah. very like kubricky 2001 yeah. to me it's very like, 2001 yeah it's very carpenter with, yeah like All especially yeah i mean it's Lights and things it's yeah. almost like a love letter to the 80s it's um yeah. And, you know yeah like a dystopian love letter where it's kind of like framing the 80s but doing it through through almost like yeah. a lens, obviously his lens and, and through time as well. But yeah, the thing of, of what I was trying to get to is like, there's a there's a pain, yeah. I think, that's coming across. That's what I like. That's what I like in movies. It's not just entertainment. There's also a pain element uh, in it as well. So um, so yeah, I watched Mandy and then I, I can't stop thinking about it. I, I'm rolling it over in my head. I go home, I, Faye tells me- This guy's um, made this film. This guy's made Beyond the Black Rainbow you know we should watch that tonight so i put it on i watched beyond the black rainbow i don't sleep for 12 hours i'm awake all night it just blew me away it's so and and as i said it's not fun yeah <laughs> oh it is fun it is fun i guess for some people but for me it was it's affecting you know? yeah, yeah it was like wow and and it's and it's using specific techniques to get under your skin and into your head which um, which I think only you know only real masters of their craft only only uh, particular people can 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 do and um, and yeah and I and I just love it and the two together is like it's mm. like wow I think it's really essential though that mm-hmm. he is able to get under your skin and into your brain because of actually the subject matter of the film I mean yeah. it's set like in the eighties. In 1983, like we were saying, the, the Reagan era, like it was, there's even a clip in the film where the TV's on and it's the Star, the great Star Wars yeah. speech. Um, it's it's an interesting time, and uh, I think only in, only now are are people really starting to understand what was really going on there. Because I mean, like okay, so uh, Panos Cosmatos said that um, I've always been fascinated by the occult to a certain extent. I wouldn't say that I'm obsessive about it or anything like that. For me, the occult stuff came probably from the 60s generation, the baby boomers attempting to find spirituality and also drifting into strange occult and darker areas, sort of corrupting their ideals. So, I mean, like Mm. it's okay. So the beginning of the film, the, yeah, I love the opening. Yeah. It's, it's sort of like a, it's like a, like an advert. Yeah. It's an advert for the original Boria Institute, which is, from this doctor named Dr. Aboria, who uh, was it 1966 or something, I believe that the Institute was started. And it's playing off of that sort of counterculture of the 60s psychedelic movement and people doing drugs and like trying to get like acid and stuff and trying to get to another level spiritually. And that's sort of what the, the, 
the uh, institutes for, like to find spirituality and happiness. And also and, through the use of psychotherapy using psychedelic psychedelic mm-hmm. drugs, mm. which was, you know, don't, been doing by the CIA, it was yeah. also being practiced by psychoanalysts. Yeah, so that's, that's where this occult yeah. sort of stuff comes in because th- that was actually going on. And it started to come out a little bit more in the 80s, the Project MK Ultra and all that. Like, you that's know, really, people were starting yeah. to find out about it. That's really interesting because the occult, obviously, like the thing that he does really well, I think that he marries in both Mandy and Black Rainbow, he marries the occult with science quite well. Yeah. And yeah. then the fact that you see again, because like we were talking about institutions earlier, I'm like, yeah, the occult becomes institutionalized within this yeah. film. Like it becomes. You, you can know, very much say this is like science fiction, but actually, yeah. in some ways, it's almost science fact because it was. This kind of stuff probably was going on. I mean, there's like reports of some crazy things going on back in the day, especially with the use of drugs and how they controlled people. And this film, I mean, (sighs) Stranger Things, come Mm. on. Like, all right, so apparently the Duffer brothers deny that there was any sort of influence there. Apparently they said they've never seen it. Yeah, if you you actually like, you know, look at the storyline and what goes on with Eleven Mm. and Stranger Things. If you like Stranger Things, you will probably really dig this film. Anyway, like, what do you think it is about uh, retro films like Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow or even TV series like Stranger Things that are captivating audiences the way they are right now? I think it's like anything. I think it's like uh, one generation kind of hands the baton to the other. So, you know, a lot of um, we've kind of encapsulated a lot of a lot of stuff that's come before it. And now mm. now we're moving kind of into the 80s. And I think yeah. we're almost past that somewhat yeah. now with mid 90s. I think. Mm. You know, and I think it's a it's a it's a thing of like people growing up. So you know, you grew up in the eighties, so you want to kind of is canonize the right word. I don't yeah. know. You want to kind of like encapsulate your view of of what yeah. happened at that time. You yeah. want to you want your artist's take on your experiences and it just so happens to be that you're 40 50 you 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 spent your formative years in the 80s mm-hmm. and also i think it's it's a it's a very particular time for that kind of stuff it it captures a lot of uh the essence i guess of the 80s you know i only only experienced three three years of it but i don't you know i don't really remember those all right, we're going to start wrapping up just because mm-hmm. of time. I definitely want to have Sam back again one no, day. Absolutely. Sorry, I, t- I talk too much. No, no, it's That's fine. fine. I've got a, we've got a little game, and this is, funny oh, yeah. enough, this is something that, like, we had been planning for, for ages, ages, but we, and we couldn't, couldn't figure it out. out. Okay, so what you want to just, because you kind of came up, you came up with the name. No, you, you explained it, but I came up with the name. So what's we were the trying name to figure game? Oh, It's called Fuck, Mandy, Kill. It's a play on uh, Fuck, Mary Kill, <laughs> yeah. or Kiss, Mary Kill for yeah, the PG yeah. audiences. Um... I'm giving you three Nicolas Cage films. Mm. Okay, so oh, I want you. This is gonna be tough. I want you to tell mm. me which one has the hottest Nick Cage, mm. which is fuck. Which one would you say is better than Mandy? Which is Mandy? And which one would you get? <laughs> and rid then of? which one would you get rid of? Which one would you obliterate from existence? And it's very tough because I'm giving you three films that I actually like. Some people will probably disagree. Have a very yeah. easy answer to one of these. Okay. So I'll give you the three films: Face Off. Wild at Heart and Matchstick Men. Matchstick Men. Do you know that film? I feel like it remind me of the plot. All right, so it's a 2003 Ridley Scott film. It's got Sam Rockwell and Alison Lohman in it uh, with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage and Sam Rockwell are swindlers, the crooks, basically. And they're, it's a terrible film, right? And uh, <laughs> they it? come across his daughter. 
who I gets into so the picture. Awesome. I did too. I absolutely love. Maybe Master I need Grant. to rewatch but it. I've got I bad memories of it. I think our listeners, yeah, shout no, out exactly. if you like it. Hit Master us up Man. the PCC podcast if you actually do like Magic Man. If you don't, tell us as well. Yeah. I want to know what the consensus is, but I feel like most people probably won't like it. Yeah, I, I feel like, like I've got lot, it on though. DVD. I feel like I have seen it. I but like it a lot. I feel like I've tried to push it out my my brain. <laughs> so what was it? Kill. So that's kill. Kill so you're gonna Magic Man. Yeah. And maybe I should rewatch it and, and get a different opinion. Maybe next time I'll have yeah. a different opinion. All right, so um, Face Off and Wild at Heart, which one's the hottest cage and which one is better than Mandy ooh. in your opinion? Oh, man. So Face Off, Face Off is tough. Right, such a ridiculous film. I love it. I yeah. feel like I've just screwed you royally with this because yeah. Wait, I, so like I would have picked to find the categories again. Which is the hottest Nick Cage? Yeah. Which one has the best looking cage? The hottest cage. Conair. No, sorry, that's not in the <laughs> film. Yes, <queen. laughs> Get the those rock. locks out, Nick. The Rock. <laughs> is Nick Cage? Is Nick Cage CIA? Isn't he like Harvard trained? Possibly. I thought I he just Nick plays Cage. CIA Harvard trained people in movies. I think he's actually. I think like, he actually might be. Oh my yeah. god! That's I think amazing. he's like an actual. You know, he's a person. Coppola as well. What? He's related to the Coppolas. Really? Yeah. Dude, By blood? Yeah. There's so much he's, dark. He's like a nephew. Going around, you know? He's a nephew oh. of the Coppola, of Francis Ford Coppola. I'm learning so much about. Yeah, him. and yeah. I think he's got like degrees. He's got like a, I think he's like a Jason super, Schwartzman's cousin. <laughs> Super interesting guy. I think he's got a lot of stuff going on. My and this is, is I think he's almost playing a role in yeah. this kind of Nick Cage yeah. role. Yeah. Uh, sorry, what was the categories again? All right, so it's fuck Mandy hottest, cage. hottest Cage. Hottest Cage. And which one better do you think Mandy. is better than Mandy? And get rid of. It's so we got rid one, of, though. we killed Matchstick Man. We killed Matchstick Man. Wild at Heart and Face Off. <laughs> uh, I prefer Face Off to Wild at Heart, even though Wild at Heart, he's, he's incredible with Yeah. But which one is but he then hotter? He's in? not really hot. He's kind of psycho. So, <laughs> isn't that kind of a lot hot? of people kind of think? It, <laughs> isn't it, that why people are so into Ted Bundy? <laughs> also, he's got a way yeah. better hairdo and, and wild at heart. Oh yeah. yeah. Than uh, his shout out the hairdresser near uh, <laughs> bowl cut like <laughs> I don't know heavy fringe going on. No, the man dark off. from Dexter. I think he's hotter in Face Off, right. especially okay. when he grabs you I know inappropriately that. grabs that choir singer. <laughs> oh my god! And oh, does I that kind of too. tongue thing. Oh my god! How did <laughs> I sleep on that? That is incredible. <laughs> when are we showing that triple bill? We do have that triple bill. <gasps> That's one of my favorite triple bills. Where's I did that? it last When's time. That going on? It was um, The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off. And The Rock has become one of my absolute favorite films. Yeah. It's yeah. so one silly. Of the, one of the best triple bills I think I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, it's so good. It is Friday the 16th of August. Yeah. We're showing the Nicolas Cage triple feature, which has The Rock, Con Air, and Face Off. I could have been really clever and, and added just like, all these three films as it, but Jonah. I didn't want to. I wanted to make it more interesting. Yeah, but you're going to have to do those anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to do we'll ask. We'll ask whoever is on next. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You can change every. How would you rate your experience yeah. on "Fuck Mandy Kill"? Uh it's very, it's very nice. I like it. <laughs> I like the fact that you can say uh, "fuck" as well. Okay, and also cool listeners at home, yeah. users at home, um, <laughs> user <feedback. laughs> give us Who's some users. Users <laughs> and abusers. No, John. No. We were doing our, like, when we record our bits, we always read, like, listener feedback. But every yeah. single time we do this, John refers to it as user feedback. You, like we're a drug. Like this is a drug. No, like we're an app. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. One final, final question. 
Oh yeah. Sweet salsa or mixed for popcorn. Sweet. God damn. Sweet. Another I got sweet, sweet too. Another sweet, yeah. sweet boy. I'm, I'm not a, an, yeah. a foreigner like you guys. Yeah. So. <laughs> You're being outnumbered. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow it screens daily from this Friday, the 14th of June, and it screens as a double bill with Mandy. Mandy. That's two films, one ticket. Both awesome films, and that's mm-hmm. on Saturday the, the 15th. 15th. Get out and get to the cinema yeah. and watch it, goddammit. Like, what are you waiting for? Like, the, the cinemas <laughs> are dying, you know? You've got to get out there. You've got to support independent cinema. Come on, we're trying to compete with these big multiplexes who aren't even doing their proper job, mm. right? And I love multiplexes. They're mm. there for a reason. Um, but, like, you've got to see films in the cinema. It's a cinema experience. You've got, like, I'm tired of this this uh, this TV kind of stay-at-home generation. Like, you've yeah. got to see it. You've got to get out there. Like, we're friendly, bro. Yeah, yeah that's what we always say. We're very friendly. We're very Come friendly. say hi. You can get your tickets for Mandy and uh, the double feature with Mandy and Beyond the Black Rainbow and your Beyond the Black Rainbow tickets at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Um, I want to thank Sam for coming on thank this week. You so thank much. you. This we'll has been beautiful. We'll definitely have you back for sure. Uh, cause eventually we'll either run out of, we're going to run out of staff members or we just won't have someone, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's been great. Like where can people find you? You can find me. I'm usually in your garden at night. Yeah. <laughs> Taking photos. If you can hear something, account. it's Sam. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, there's you... a rustling outside, it's probably me and I might not be wearing anything. Mm. So <laughs> no, you can like, my name's Sam Elson. Um, and you can follow that account. Because it's boring, <laughs> and if you and if you become my friend, maybe DM me. You can uh, follow Spamela. Um, yeah. That's a private account because mm. um, it's more yeah. naked pics. <laughs> uh, it's pictures yeah. that he takes in your garden. But yeah, if you're interested, as Sam was saying earlier, if you find him as an interesting person, I will mm-hmm. say Sam is very sensitive, nice, funny. Sam is wonderful. Oh, this person. is so nice. I, oh, Sam is absolutely wonderful. So you, Sam's one of my favorite people. If you're oh, interested in him and you want to work much. with him, hit us up, podcast us at princeshawcinema.com or, or the PCC podcast. On or, Twitter. Yeah, or find Sam's yeah. Instagram, uh, Sam Elson. You can find him there and let him know you want to work with him because mm-hmm. we got to get more work out of Sam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. please, man. Please. Because I've got all the juice, but, you know, none of the container. <laughs> the juice is I don't know loose. where I was going with that. <laughs> all right, well. And you're very kind, you guys. Yeah. And thank you. Like, this is this is awesome. And uh, I hope that you're getting um, a lot of good feedback because of the first couple of episodes I listened to were very nice, very oh, thank good. Thank you, Sammy. And, thank you, Sammy. Uh, and you're good people. And I hope, I hope this... Um, this Sam was listening to an episode like out in the open on shift the other day and I went wait is that the sound of my voice like, what's happening <laughs> all the off. ways to make you uncomfortable oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> go the other way <laughs> yeah cool so Sam thanks a lot thanks for coming on I'm sorry that this is rushed I feel even mm-hmm. though we've been going at it for a while mm-hmm. yeah, no, but yeah um, thanks Sam yeah so Ari what are you at this week the week of the 14th oh my god yeah um, um, I am with fuck it up at underbelly festival yeah Go see I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be on, but I'm gonna be around doing pictures and helping people. Who's gonna be on? Because Fuck It Up is a great it's a great fuck it up. It's not a Scottish I can't remember the lineup (laughs) at the top of my head, which means I'm being bad at my job. But some very, very exciting people are going to be doing underbelly. And I'm doing a gig at the same night, I think, um, at Pinata in Nunhead. I'm doing a set. So come down and see me. Tickets should be out soon, I think. Nice. 
So find Ari there and where they yeah. can find you on they social media. They can find me at Ariane Anandita, which is A-R-I-A-N-E-A-N-I-N-D-I-T-A on Twitter and Instagram. And nice. where can people find you, Jonathan? Yeah, they can what find me at Tall for All, T-A-L-L, the okay. number four, A-L-L. That's on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> but yeah, find us uh, at the PCC Podcast on Twitter and uh, podcast at PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Great emails. You can email us. Uh, let us email. know what yeah. you think of the episodes. Yeah. And uh, listen to us. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, Spotify and Stitcher. SoundCloud. Every, it's everywhere. Give us, give us some reviews and ratings. Let us yeah. know how we're doing. It's on it. ACAST. Yeah, it's on yeah, ACAST. That's you listen to. Tell, <laughs> tell your friends about us. Um, this is Tell your friends, your us. mamas, your fathers, your, your captors, your daddies, your imaginary friends. <laughs> tell your imaginary friends, man. Invite them all. Yeah, we should have gotten them on. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Toodles. Ciao.